only three days after we went live the, for the first time in 2023. We are back for the first major event, TV, film. It doesn't matter. It happened in individual medium. The first big major event of the year, the adaptation of the very popular video game, The Last of Us. I'm joined once again by Eli Holicky in order to break this down. Eli, it's another one from HBO, man. Have they hit or have they missed? Um, I'd say mostly hit. Mostly hit, as is their usual track record. HBO has an almost, almost 0% miss track record when it comes to this stuff. And we will be breaking all of that down and more on tonight's episode of the Talking TV Podcast as we have officially returned for Season 5. We're back, people. What is going on, people? Welcome back. It is a Sunday night. It is the Sunday night of Martin Luther King Day weekend. I understand that the Bills and the Dolphins had a violent game earlier today. We are officially back into the pop culture swing of things. And so naturally, it makes sense we are getting started already. The 2023 is already coming at us with violence. Although this situation may not be as violent as we think it is with a video game adaptation that already at the gates might be the greatest video game adaptation that's ever existed. Like, I, I think that's a fair thing to say in order to start this conversation. I mean, the bar is not exactly that high to begin with. But at the very least, you know, it, it, it leaves a little bit to be desired a little bit more than usual when something comes out that's actually pretty good. So I wanted to welcome everybody. Welcome to the chat. We haven't done one of these, like, immediately after the show premieres live streams in a while. I believe that the last one that we did one of these four was House of the Dragon well, well back in August. I know that we also did this last year for the Better Call Saul finale. So we stayed up again. HBO, their big premiere event. They premiere these things like movies. It comes on at 9 p.m. It's an hour and a half long, and it's an extra long one. But I will say, for my money, the smoothest flowing one of these yet. We watch the whole thing, and we sit down now to podcast about it. You know, after a year where HBO had arguably one of the best years they've ever had, Eli, what were your initial thoughts after watching The Last of Us? My initial thoughts were just a sigh of relief, I can say, just because, wow, like they actually got it right. They're they're faithfully adapting it, which I was, you know, obviously when you hear that they're going to do these remakes of, you know, these popular brands or IPs there's always a little doubt nowadays like ah, are they how much are they gonna change and you know things like that but I'm very I'm very very pleased with what I just watched and I have a really solid feeling that it's going to continue all the way throughout the show yeah most definitely at, at a certain point I think it's safe to say that this was probably one of HBO's most anticipated things that they were putting out you know like there there was um amongst the a lot of the stuff that they were trying to get out last year uh, you know in their post-pandemic rush, there was a question of whether this was going to come out at a certain point last year. There was a rumor as to whether or not they would put this out at Christmas, but they decided to hedge their bets and kind of do what Peacemaker did in a strange way last year. You know, the January spot, similar with movies, is always kind of a dead zone spot for TV shows, but that always, like, leaves room for, like, one TV show to kind of throw in there and make a big stink immediately. And this one has the brand IP powers, kind of similar to what Peacemaker had last year. Uh, Derpy501 has a question. Good evening to you as well. Uh, waiting for you when you eventually ask it. But So HBO put this in a spot 
where they kind of knew they were going to get the most amount of eyes on them because there's not much else to watch right now. You know, I, I think Tulsa King on Paramount Plus just wrapped up. So, uh, what's it called? So, my, my question for you, Eli, so my next question for you, Eli, is so, as somebody who has actually played the video games, I, I think it's safe to say that I've made it very known that I do not play the video games. <laughs> I want you to break down essentially, like, kind of the plot-wise as far as, like, step-by-step, step, give, give a basic summary because basically what I'm trying to get across is that the only thing that I know about this game is that it is a post-apocalyptic scenario where it's another kind of virus outbreak and there are these two characters named Joel and Ellie. And I learned some of the other characters' names that appeared in this premiere. But for but essentially, tell me what is coming next. Tell me what we are in for here as far as what is the game, what the game is about. You're in for an emotional roller coaster. That's all I have to say. Um, basically, I mean, the, the first episode sets it up fantastic. I think that they picked a great spot in the overall, like, plot to leave off. You know, they showed you the whole, pretty much everything you need to know kind of going into this. Like, yeah, the world sucks, um, which, fun fact, the virus that they actually kind of talked about uh, is actually based off a real-world uh, virus that, like, affects, like, bugs and, like, I think specifically ants, but, which it kind of is really creepy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, I mean... What's jeez, oh, I don't even know what to say. There's just so much that you're in for. It really is just there's so many highs and lows in this story. There's so many times where it just tugs at your heartstrings. I mean, plot wise, they, I mean they said it. You know, they're they're going out west. Um, apparently, Ellie, um, you know, the little girl, uh, apparently was bitten by one of these uh, zombies. What they call them clickers, basically, because of the the noise they make to kind of track people. Um, she was bitten, and uh, we saw the scar on her arm, right? But she did not turn into one of those things, which, you know, is apparently unknown to, like, the civilized world, you know? And so the Fireflies, you know, is that organization that, you know, is, like, terrorists against the government, basically. Yeah, freedom fighters, basically. Right. Um, feel like uh, they have some important use for her out west, and uh, trying to say as much as I can without spoiling it. But that's basically the synopsis, so... Their goal is to take this little girl out west, and yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of, I mean, not really much of a spoiler, but there's going to be some obstacles. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it sounds like a like a like a structure that's been utilized in stories before, but one that usually, when done well, kind of yields results. I'm starting to see now why where a lot of influences from Logan came from as well, and how this is like kind of the modern 21st century version. And of course, it helps you know with Pedro Pascal kind of already doing stuff like that on The Mandalorian every time he shows up on that show. But yeah, so for my money, at least. <laughs> As far as what I got from it was I'm like, okay, other than like kind of the looming kind of overhanging pressure of the measuring up to how well the video game is, because obviously I knew that this was a very well-beloved video game. I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, it was a good pilot. Uh, it's, it sets up its story well. I think it does a great job of introducing and spending enough time with its characters. Um, this is always kind of hit or miss for me in zombie movies because they always choose to like either rush through it or just tell it in quick quick flashbacks the kind of build up to the outbreak, you know, and how that ends up happening. And I thought that the build up here was actually fantastically well done, you know, kind of like following up the first uh, approach. I think actually uh, Cam uh, had a good comment here. Good show, but I feel like there should have been more like a Resident Evil like setup showing more of the world before the outbreak, fr fleshing out pre-Lord, The Walking Dead. Did that? I don't know. I, 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 I might tend to disagree. I think this show did a pretty good job of doing that. I think we got just enough from the modern world before we actually saw the outbreak and before we actually saw how things started to get like turned all topsy turvy. You know, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Eli? Personally, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that there wasn't really a whole lot to show. It's just you know, 2003 Texas. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, I think they they utilize like the you know their their local town really well, kind of helping to kind of give uh right you know Joel's daughter more of a like a character you know because in the games uh, or in the game I should say uh you know they really jumped right into it where she basically stayed home his entire birthday there and then he kind of just ran home and got her put her in the truck be like there's something happening and we got to get out of here so they definitely built it up a lot more and I really liked it even like the the subtleness of like it, they purposely had like the granny in the background like out of focus but you could see her tweaking out like the dog was scared yeah. of her it was like there no, I, 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 certain like predictable things just like based off zombie things and like horror things yeah. where it's like I see the grandma twitching in the background I'm like oh she's got it you know yeah like, but if you're asking be... me it, personally I think they built it up better than the game because the game they almost kind of just chuck you right into it right <laughs> and then yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, that would I, make sense as far as, like, the differences between video games and such. You know, video games, yeah. you want to drop somebody directly into the action so they can just, like, you know, get to shooting. Right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I do, like I said, I do think they gave Joel's daughter more of, like, a like a real character. Like, I, I like her I liked her more in the show than the game. So I'd, I'd give that a, you know, i give the show a major plus for that because that's something they could have just easily done away with, obviously. Because, right. you know, she she didn't exactly, you know, is not the, really the main focus of the story, but she does exactly. play a part. But, but as far as, like, installing, like, the main, like, kind of emotional crux of what Joel's arc is going to be throughout the course of the show, I think that's impeccably well done. And the fact that we spend as much time, like, she's where they're, like, the first full half hour I'm like now I understand why this needed to be like an, like an hour and a half long because you needed yep. that first half hour in order to like set up his relationship with his daughter and then ultimately have her killed on screen I'm like damn HBO is still not not effing around when it comes to like you know to harm harm to children and stuff like that you know as no, far they're as like not emotional purposes for the story but I think it's ironic that we were talking last week about a Netflix property that uh, basically was very user-friendly and hands-on as far as like kind of maybe that being the new approach to certain of these shows. And now we're covering a show that is simply an adaptation of a video game told in, in however many episodes this is going to be. I don't actually know how many episodes this is going to be. It's, I don't remember if it's like eight or nine episodes. But basically, I, I, I do think it is kind of ironic that that, that, that is the case. You know, if, I'm, I'm just wondering how many more of like these kind of user-friendly things we're going to see throughout it in the future you know i don't know how do you, how do you think that measures up no I, i'd agree i'd agree i don't think there's really much to discuss there i mean yeah. it's just you know we're hitting a new age hopefully <laughs> hopefully yep all right so eric how do you guys feel about them taking away the spores and airborne element to the virus from the game I mean, isn't that in there i thought that that's basically how they said that how it spreads you know oh well I mean, you're a little in the dark but uh well, because I'm assuming it spreads through multiple ways, you know, like you had the initial way in which the spores got into the initial hosts. And then after a while, it's like, OK, they're just biting enough people. And that's how it spreads, you know, like a typical zombie thing. Yeah, I don't think they really took away the spores element because uh, there was that one part where they were kind of going through the sewer and they found like you know the the person that was like kind of virus virusified to the to the, against the wall right basically. against the wall and i think you know in in their like opportunity there are parts in the game where you might come across something like that and there might be like little spores in the air and mm -hmm. you know usually people like kind of they have like these little radars to kind of detect them and to know if the air right as, as what so is they put on the masks end, as um, seen at the end when uh what's a what's her name when the sister tests um what's it called not the not the sister, you know, his partner Tess um yeah. scans Ellie's arm and sees it's negative. Um, my next question for you is because like I said, this is pretty much just gonna be like me bouncing questions off you because again, I have not played the game. The only things I know are Joel and Ellie. But um, what's it called? 
So my my question for you is, um, how are they going to adapt this? Is this only going to be one set of nine episodes, or is this going to be you think going to be a multi season show in order to cover the sequel sh- the sequel game as well, Last of Us Part Two? Well, uh, personally, I think just by the way this started, I think it's going to be successful. I think they're going to do things really, really well. Right. They already are doing things really, really well. And even the tiny tweaks they make are just like, you know, I get it. It's just because you're, you're putting it to a TV show. It's a different medium. You know, I really have no complaints about that. But in terms of the sequel, the sequel is pretty controversial uh, among like just the gaming community as a whole, just because they, they put some messaging and just, there's some kind of, I don't know, hip, like not hypocritical, um, kind of things that happen but there's uh the, the writing could have been a little better if you ask me um and they could have done some things differently and i'm interested to see if they do take that route to go to make a season two and base it off the second game if they're gonna keep it like pretty accurate like they are with the first game or if they're gonna maybe tweak it and see if they can do things better and give it like a more proper ending if i could say Right. Um, I and I I as I was watching the episode with um my with my roommate who as a avid vid- fan of the video game she was pointing out that there were certain things that were like slightly adjusted but they made sense yeah. for the story that that but they weren't like too heavily tweaked. I'm assuming that just mostly has to do with logistical things because as far as everything I got about the story it makes perfect sense, you know. It's like everything about it just was perfectly well set up. And everything, you know, kind of. Yeah, I, I think my favorite part was like almost like the apocalypse now of it, where it's like just the use of like the slow, subtle buildup of the ambiance in the background of like, you know, just police cars, then more and more sounds, you know, planes flying overhead. It's funny because I uh... like like just that, that use of sound. I'm like, oh, my God, like this is nuts no it's funny because i actually just watched the mist for the first time a couple days ago and i got I, I was just like i got it's like That's the exact same, kind of same build up. they did that very very well it's like very like eerie and ominous there's obviously something going on police yeah. cars military vehicles you know mo- mobilizing so i was just like oh bravo to them you know yeah, absolutely absolutely could not agree more I, I love that part of it um i like how the what's what's it called there was like you had, you had a progressive build to it, you know, because my, my biggest problem with watching things with The Walking Dead was always how, like, they would kind of halfway show, like, the apocalypse, but, like, they were also, like, so small budgeted that, like, you could never get a, you can never get a sense of, like, the grand sweeping scope of it. Here, I liked it what, like, we had, like, a decent amount of time that we spent in the modern day before we do the 20-year cut ahead to the apocalypse, and it's, like, the, the build to it as well, where we start with, like, the smaller sets that, like, still look like just, you know, just massive buildings and everything, and then we'll when it ends, you know, when they're going into that like desolate, everything's city, on which, fire. Everything's on fire, but also like the two like <laughs> giant crossing buildings that show obviously the power of HBO's VFX department. But like, there's a yep. progressive build into this world, you know, that like allows you to kind of go along on the journey with the characters. I really, really like that. You know, kind of that oh, sense of yeah. visual scope. It adds a little bit more of like a sense of lore and mythology to it, making it more something along the lines of like a Resident Evil rather than something that like, you know, just a Dawn of the Dead where it's like just a simple survival structure. You know, I'm assuming it I, also, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just think it's kind of funny because the whole premise of The Walking Dead is they're trying to make it to the safe haven, but in The Last of Us they're they're leaving the safe haven. Right. To, you know, because it's just, you know... It's impossible to find another safe haven. Things but... suck. I mean, in that situation, whether you're uh, you know on the side of the government or... Yeah, it, you know, it doesn't the, the matter. People, it's, it, it's just everyone for himself. It's a hopeless situation. Yeah, it's yeah. an everyone for himself kind of a thing, you know? 
They basically say it. And I love how the opening scene of this episode two has the gall to be like, it's it's three scientists talking about how global warming is basically causing all this. And I'm like, well, it's 2023 right now. So when are we going to expect, you know, mushroom zombies to start attacking us? You know, <laughs> I'm kind of just I'm kind of just waiting for that to happen at this point. You know, it's those. Like, I, I mean, we've had so many different classes of zombies before, but I think this is a new one. You know, mushroom zombies are what, what are they clickers or whatever? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I, I, won't, I won't, like, spoil, like, everything there is about them, because I think kind of seeing their progression in the world and kind of how they're introduced to us is really interesting. But basically, kind of the evolution of the virus, it slowly kind of turns you into a mushroom, basically. Because, like I said, <laughs> oh it's, my God, it's, based, so I was right. it's based off of a real fungus. Like I said, I think it's among ants, don't quote me, but I, I'm pretty sure, at least some kind of insect. But Basically, it infects them, and then they die, and then mushrooms sprout out of them, and then it's those spores that infect nearby ants to continue the virus, basically. Got it. And they basically took that and applied it to humans, only they kind of missed the part where they just fall over and die and turn into mushrooms. This they time, like, zombies, and then eventually when their body's completely decomposed, they become the mushrooms. Right. Not, But not only that... Um, they like we haven't seen like real real clickers we've seen like humans infected like the early stages but you eventually do go blind and you they like make this clicking noise for like echolocation kind of thing okay got it help track things and that's how they kind of find their their you know it's funny so so that means there's another movie franchise that kind of ripped that off uh from from this game uh, a quiet place you know the the aliens from a quiet kind of like the way that they like kind of you know with the way they're designed with like the um what's it called with the uh the way, the way that like there are their heads open up, you know, for like the echolocation thing, you know. This is, yeah, you can absolutely drop parallels. To that. I, I I I saw like some eerie similarities to that, you know. I thought that was really cool. I'm not gonna lie, there was a part of me where I thought that his daughter in the beginning was gonna turn into a clicker, but honestly, like I don't know, a simple gut shot. I'm like, oof. I don't know which would have been worse, but either way, it's like the, it, 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 that Killed already shows that we're in for a rough time going forward. Oh, yeah. 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 As, as far as within the canon of HBO shows, because how many shows have we reviewed together so far? Succession, we've got Barry. You watched Watchmen when that came out, I'm guessing, back in 2019? I did not, actually. Okay, did you watch Chernobyl? I did. Okay, yeah, so Chernobyl is on there. You know, HBO's got a pretty solid track record when it comes to this stuff. You know, they, they clearly have showed time and time again that they have good instincts with shows and that they know what they're doing. And so naturally, it seemed like this one was going to be a little bit worrisome. But considering the fact that the creator of the game himself, Neil Druckmann, was heavily involved in this. I think it's ironic that we that we state Chernobyl because the director of Chernobyl, Craig Mazin, is directing the uh, several is directing the pilot episode of this that we just watched. When you're lost in the darkness. So, fun fact: Last of Us was two film adaptations were attempted since the game first launched in 2013. Um, what's it called one that was produced by Sam Raimi that entered development hell in an animated short film that got canceled, but it received an extensive push forward due to the success of Uncharted. Uh, Druckmann ensured specific plot points that were included when negotiating a deal with film and TV studios felt more closely connected to Last of Us's creation than Uncharted's, and I guess that shows. Um, in March 2020, television adaptation was announced at the planet stages at HBO, expected to cover events from the first game. Whew. Alongside Druckmann, Craig Mazin was named to help write an executive... Who produced the series? Excuse me. Oh, man, I knew that was coming. Oh, well, television producer Carolyn Strauss and Naughty Dog president Evan Wells were named executive producers and Gustavo Santoya. Santoya, I think that's his name. I, I'm screwing up the pronunciation. Uh, who worked in the games as the show's composer. And uh, what's it called? Johan Rank, who is Mason's collaborator on Chernobyl, was announced as executive producer and director on the pilot episode. And then obviously they received delays because of COVID. So it's been a little bit of a long journey to here as well, but one that's paid off, I think in full. 
considering that so as well. Yeah. Yeah. So far, this has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm like, based off of, I think, only a few initial reviews. I don't remember if that number's gone down. And usually I don't care about Rotten Tomato scores, but this is the one instance where I'm like, huh, it's actually interesting. You know, this is something that, like, is mostly getting positively reviewed. You know, we always have to covet those when those come out. Cam, commenting again, I always found it ironic after playing Fallout. The builders are more intact 200 years later than 20 years in The Last of Us video game. <laughs> each age end of the world environments differently. That he's is right. very true. He's right. That is very true. It's a good point. Yeah. No, Honestly. He's, he's right. And I mean, you think about modern, modern skyscrapers. I mean, those things are, they're, they're built to last, you know? <laughs> so yeah, definitely it makes you wonder, uh, <laughs> it makes but, you wonder know. if it is. So like, are they ever in New York at any point or like that city that they're entering at the end? Is that still Boston? Uh, they were just leaving Boston. Okay. Um, and the games actually, I believe I believe they started out in Chicago. Actually, okay. So I wonder Chicago, if like I said, I think, I think I was talking with you earlier about how I think based on the trailer, it seemed like they might be adding in maybe an extra plot point or two, or maybe like maybe. A, an extra kind of, you know, stop or obstacle basically on their maybe. journey. So we'll I'm interested because there were some characters or, you know, kind of situations they were in, in the, in the trailer where I saw like, okay, I can pinpoint where they are, you know, in the plot, you know, based on the game, like until that that's character. But then there were some people's like, okay, where do you fit into this? Or, or maybe they're, maybe they're kind of race swapping or gender swapping a certain character. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see where they kind of take it, but um, yeah. So maybe they do stop in New York. Um, I don't think they ever did in the game. So yeah, I know they didn't in the game. So yeah. What are the biggest lessons that Halo could learn from Last of Us? Because Halo is somehow getting a second season. Hopefully, I, it might have <laughs> even got canceled because of how bad the reception was to it. Because that was just, I mean, Chris and I re reviewed that last year for the podcast. I don't remember the review at all. I didn't want, continue to watch the show after the first episode. The first episode wasn't good. It didn't look good. So what, what, is, what is this show doing right that Halo just did not get right? I think it's the biggest thing with any adaptation, whether it's video games, movies, books, like whatever. I think it's just having the right people who are like actually passionate about it behind it. I mean, look at, you know, look at Lord of the Rings, right? I mean, Lord of the Rings, I'm trying to just think of like other like really good like book adaptations or or whatever. But I mean, Lord of the Rings, like had they had the everything behind it, the passion. They they'd get up at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning to put on makeup or to do detail work for like armor, things like that. I mean. But then you, you see something like the, I don't know, like The Witcher, right? Which is like kind of famously, like we've seen interviews of writers like purposely kind of ignored the source material and look at how it kind of turns out, right? I think the key is just getting people who really like care about it and like almost as if like they wrote it in a way, like just it's your story, you know, not you're not just taking someone else's story and kind of making it your own. It's uh it's what an adaptation is. So I think it's really just based on the people you've kind of mentioned, just reading off, uh, they think that are involved. It makes perfect sense. Like the, the president of naughty dog, like, you know, who oversaw the production of the game and it's full, like he knows what he's doing. He was a big, big person who was like, you know, oversee, you know, he played a bit, huge role in the development of the last of us. And I think it's kind of his baby, you know? So yeah, I mean, I that, definitely, that definitely shows as well. I mean, the biggest thing also that Halo had going against it is it's like Peter Jackson had been fighting to get that thing made for years, and eventually yeah. just the rights went out of his hands when they decided to make it into a TV show. But, I mean, you said it yourself. They were consulting people who worked on the games who didn't even work on the good games or something like that, you know? So yeah. it's like they clearly were just using it that as like a simple paycheck. But this, like you said, Neil Druckmann is heavily involved in the creation of this. He wants to make sure that this is done right, and I think it's showing already.
It very, very much so is. Like I said, it's made with a careful hand in quality. You know, every frame is meticulously shot. Every frame is singularly important for the And story. literally, they, they've literally taken shots like I swear, like frame for frame from the video game, like the like the scene. Yeah, I believe it where, with Joel and his daughter, where they're you know they're ambushed. Your mic just cut out. Your mic just cut out. Am I good now? Yep. Now you're good. Sorry. Okay. Perfect. I, I had to let you know. I'm like, I, think shit. I might have accidentally whacked something, but like, yeah. uh, like the scene where uh, you know Joel and his daughter are kind of ambushed by a. Uh, by the army soldier there. I mean, literally shot for shot, like rolling down the hill, like the exact dialogue when his brother comes back and shoots him, like literally taken out of the game. Like they knew they kind of really didn't need to change that scene because it was already kind of perfect and had all that weight behind it already. And, you know, that's, that's a sign that they really care about the source material and that they, they want this thing to succeed and, and be, just be good. You know, biggest difference for me between this and halo is that halo at its best felt like a knockoff, expanse which i was watching at the same time except the expanse had one tenth of the budget and still looked better and was a better story and at its worst was pulling a reverse was pulling a judge dread from the 90s in the sense of where they have the main character who is a badass because he never takes his helmet off take his helmet off in order to reveal his humanity and it immediately yeah. scorch earths yeah. the game meanwhile this one painstakingly spends an hour and almost an hour and a half setting up and giving its main character an incredible incentive to carry out this mission in yep. a way that, again, something like Logan, which is the closest thing that I can compare this to, would be extremely proud of, you know? And it just, it hits all the boxes of things, you know? I love the Man on a Mission movie. I love, like, the tortured father who's lost uh, everything, you know, in, in, in a setting that's gone to hell. You know, I love that that sense of resilience, you know? And, and I, I feel like that's what I Am Legend had at a certain point as well, is why movies like that have been always so successful and and shows and series like this have always been successful you know it's it's why i've constantly come back to genres like this over and over again now let's get down to it brass tacks the main characters themselves joel and ellie so there's obviously been a lot of rumors a lot of different things circulating you know at one point i think the the rumored fan casting was they wanted it to be joel edgerton and Caitlin Deaver. I know Caitlin Deaver was fan casted and fan campaigned for the role of Ellie for a long time, but they eventually settled on not one, but two former Game of Thrones stars. Eric, giving you a shout out right there because I know that's going to wet your whistle, if it will, just a little bit. Pedro Pascal over in Martell, the Red Viper of Dorne, also known as Jin Jaren, the Mandalorian himself, as Joel and Bella Ramsey, a.k.a. Leanna Mormont from the final couple seasons of Game of Thrones as Ellie who recently came out as non-binary. Congratulations to her for that. Um, what's it called? So what do you think of the casting? How do you think of their performances as far as everything goes? You know, do you think they capture the essence of the character as well? I think so, actually. Um, believe it or not, I think um, like just Ellie, like, they got her her voice almost sounds exactly like she does in the game, even if she looks a little different. But it's like just, you know, it's, you know, can't really change much about the actor's face, you know. But right. I mean, I think casting wise, I think uh, Pedro Pascal really like encapsulate the role of Joel. Like he knows, like he he really just you can see the dead in his eyes and the anger and just like his it's just his hatred and like his hopelessness and everything. I think he does a fantastic job in the role. I can just tell even from like the early like the shots of him in like uh you know the his like his raggedy shirt and everything that I'm like, yeah, yeah, they they definitely did really good. They could have done a lot worse in terms of casting. And I honestly think that the girl's doing a pretty good job. I think she's a little more uh 
I guess what's I guess independent than maybe her she was in the game. In the game, she was a lot more like I guess uh you know complacent and not really like one to yeah. stand up to authority at least at the start. But makes uh, makes sense. Feel like that's yeah. how a lot of kids and just you know yeah a lot of kids were just written in the early two thousands amongst oh yeah. sorry around that time period in certain things. I, I I was thinking that this is like early two thousand because of like when the game is set. And like the game came out in twenty thirteen. I'm like crap. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting. <laughs> I didn't realize also that the first game also takes place in twenty sixteen, which is seven years ago as of this day yeah. which i'm like oh yeah. man that's Pretty that's crazy weird. that's weird pretty crazy that, that that is very weird that that is that long ago you know we're in 2023 <laughs> where the hell did the time go uh yeah i think that pedro pascal is going to get nominated for an emmy and possibly win for this i think that the show is easily easily taking the emmy for miniseries no without a doubt uh because i think they lost the white lotus edge because i think that because of the Jennifer Coolidge carryover from White Lotus that it's going to count as a drama series now and not in the miniseries category. But that that's a conversation for a different day once we get closer to the Emmys. As far as the cast for The Last of Us, yeah, I particularly also wanted to give a shout-out to Anna Torv as well, who I think is an underrated actress. You know, my girl Wendy from Mindhunter, who also was in, I believe, all five seasons of the show Fringe on Fox. She's an underrated actress uh, in her role of Tess. I, I don't know, did Tess have that big of a part um in the in, in in the games do they like kind of expand her part or like so far does she have like the right amount of screen time that they've had um i'd say it's the right amount of screen time although that that plot line about getting the car engine was not in the game it was uh kind of the way you know the fireflies and uh joel and tess kind of converged on each other it was just uh it was more like the like the shootout kind of already happened and then um but they sort of just kind of met up in like an alleyway somewhere and just, uh, hey, this is what happened. Is was this is what's happening? You know, uh, I'm I'm shot. You got to take her. Just do as I say. Although I do like how they. Uh, this also wasn't in the game. How Joel was like really desperate to get back to his brother. Um, I really that wasn't really in the game. They kind of okay. just was like there. They weren't. There wasn't much like uh, going on there. So I I kind of like how they kind of made up this motivation to kind of get back to his brother, which makes sense. It's like kind of the only family he has left at this point. So I think that ties in really well because he was trying to get out West anyway. So it works. And I think they honestly did that better than the game really. Cause Joel really had no reason to leave in the game just from the initial start and, you know, the setup they had for him. So I give the show a big plus for that. Got it. So as far as like giving him like an actual like incentive and a reason as far as like this kind of, you know, this mission West. Yeah, absolutely. I think they did a fantastic job with it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I also think that, like, it's funny, I didn't even recognize that that was Gabriel Luna, Ghost Rider himself, as, uh, as, his, as his brother. I particularly enjoyed that. I, so I think that's going to be, like, an extra good incentive. I can't wait to see, like, kind of what kind of post-apocalyptic communities, what are the sorts of, like, creatures and mutations and different terrorist groups they're going to run into. Like, I can already tell this is a good setup. It was a good setup. It was for what what's probably going to end up being a really good show. I'm glad to have an HBO show back in order to help kick off the year, you know, some more event viewing as well you know got this on sundays got bad batch on wednesdays soon to have fox machina back on fridays so 2023 already up to a great tv start i'm still just waiting for when barry season four and succession season tell four me about back. it wow those shows are already on their fourth seasons where has the effing time gone it, it really it feels like no time since we had those gaps without those shows um the only other thing that I had really for the rest of the show before we get out of here, I know we might wrap a little early tonight, but I feel like we've hit everything that we need to, um, at least as far as where it goes. So 
where do you think so where are we going next as far as like some bit like some basic like break us down so we were talking like overall general plot points now let's break it down to like specific plot points where are we going next as far as like kind of what's the next roadmap in the destination as they're running towards those two buildings that are collapsed towards collapsed on each other oh well they got to get out of boston still that's oh, you know shit, that, that was still yeah. a Oh, they're out of the you know the safe zone in Boston, but they're still in Boston, and that that alone still presents its own series of challenges without Damn. getting into to too much. So it's 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 pretty exciting. It's a we're a, I mean next episode is going to be a very iconic moment that, that like from the game, and I, I it was they showed a little bit of in the of it in the trailer, and I I have confidence they'll they'll pull it off right. Uh, like I said, I mean what it comes down to with like these, you know, these adaptations, regardless of whatever medium it is, I feel like just hitting those iconic moments, you know, especially for the fans that, you know, that that really hits home. That's really what's going to make a difference between how far it hits home. So I really, they've, they've hit everything home so far and even added to some things. Like I said, like they giving Joel more of a motivation to go out West. I think that's, you know, they did that better than the game in my opinion. Like eh, there's some things here and there, like, you know, whatever. But like I said, any little complaints you could have about it, how it's not like the game or just minor tweaks for the TV or just for that first episode that really isn't just worth highlighting by at that point. So, yeah, I mean, there's no faults, really, I'd say. The leader of the Fireflies that we saw that was talking to uh, Ellie, who I don't know, her and her compatriot were like bitten or something. Do we see her again or no? She's done for since she got bitten by whatever. You. You will see her again, and they weren't bit; they were shot. Like there was oh, like a shootout. Okay. Yeah, remember how they said oh they the shootout with, with the cops? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They they weren't bit, and the one girl got her ear shot off. I was like, Ooh, boy, oh, that's, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, Jesus. Props I'm to like, the makeup, oh my makeup god, yeah, really, really well done. Yeah. Yes, damn good makeup art. Bra- bravo there. I do agree with that. Yeah, really even with like the the, the person that was like you know sporified against the wall right. there. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. It, like, it just furthers my idea that like HBO is doing all of the stories that that we wish we were getting in movies right now. You know, because they're just unafraid yeah. to hit any any genre, any and like they always have the highest level of writing, no matter what they're doing, the caliber of storytelling that they're just capable of. It's just that, that they're unstoppable. There's a reason why they're they're not just. There's a reason why I don't watch TV. I watch HBO. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I my my go back to well um the, my, my well that i constantly return to of reliability yeah i mean personally if you ask me i don't think this would succeed as much as a movie obviously logan's great like i mean obviously Logan's well in terms of like it being the perfect format for this kind of a story as well like obviously yeah. again if this were a film i mean it might be good but they'd probably have to cram in a lot of information they would have to cram it like that that opening half hour would probably be like what 10 15 minutes something you know? like that yeah you probably wouldn't care as much and just there. The game, I think, is about 20 hours, maybe like 18 to right. 20 it's, hours. It's way, too much. it's way too much to try and capture. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think a miniseries like this is the, the best way to adapt it. So Right. So, so far we've had, like I said, Kaleidoscope last week. We had this uh, premiering this week. Um, as far as other video game adaptations that are coming out soon, you know, you have the, um, what's it called? I believe it was, so God of War, obviously it was just announced. Henry Cavill signed on for that for Amazon. Uh, you also have um, Netflix is working on the Bioshock film, and I believe Netflix is also working on the Gears of War film. If I'm oh, not I mistaken, wow. I got I, I may have to double check that, but I believe that that is indeed happening. There are also a couple of other ones as well. So obviously the the big one also to keep an eye on for the rest of the year is Super Mario Brothers. So as far as them finally seeming to have nailed video game adaptations down, I mean. About time, I guess, is what we can finally say. You know, yeah. I mean, it, cer- it certainly seems like things are turning around for the better. No, I completely agree. I think 
Uh, I mean, I, I personally have some doubts about the Mario movie, but I think this is at least a, a big step in the right direction for video game adaptations. I think Amazon, you know, doing God of War, another really beloved series, could really learn some things from this and i hope they do <laughs> absolutely yeah it's it's long past time hollywood's been trying for like over 20 years now in order to try and get these things right and they may finally have something other than mortal Kombat that they can say is actually good you know yeah. so and and it's long past time for that so with that being said as far as what i'm looking forward to on the future i'm interested to see kind of if how and if like kind of similar to the walking dead structure like kind of as far as like what kind of certain groups and terrorist groups and different like i'm, I'm interested to like explore the world see right. what kind of like different religions and, and and just like what what kind of what 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 society has devolved into as a result of this thing you know i'm also still interested to see if we find out more about this thing i'm not sure if we will um as far as how this thing functions but i'm assuming that there are still people out there that are studying this thing I, I can tell by I can tell by that grin on your face that that already I'm in for I'm in for a wild uh, treat there. There's a lot of payoffs. Pretty much everything you just said. Uh, you know, I mean, society is very different in many different parts of, that they're going to explore. So interesting. Yeah. Also, yeah. Set of two characters that are coming up uh, are the characters of Frank and Bill that are sur survivalists that are living in a small town portrayed by Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman. Uh, you have Melanie Linsky as Kathleen. Uh, the leader of a revolutionary group in Kansas City. So we, we, we've got a lot to look forward to. You've also got original uh, Joel voice actor, Troy Baker, uh, it, portraying James, who's a senior member of Group Settlers. Um, what's it called? So the only thing that left that I want to say so is at the beginning, you suspected the grandma, right? When, once she, you like saw her like doing once the Once I saw her tweaking thing. out, I was yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious that as far as like how that's going to be. So. Yep. So I, I think as far as like on a scale of like zombie outbreaks, I give it like a five. But in terms of like, you know, it, it, it like the where it goes, I don't know. I, I feel like the actual zombie portion of it. I mean, we, we still have yet to see it. But like from what I've seen so far, it's like, I don't know. There there have been others that I think have done it interesting. So strangely enough, I still think that like Army of the Dead had one of the most creative approaches to a zombie thing ever, which is like just set in Vegas and then just wall off the city <laughs> and just have it be like show that it's like completely straight in the middle of nowhere. I just have a zombie tiger in there for no reason. You know, I still think that one's good, but I, I definitely and all jokes aside, I think that Last of Us is on a good path forward. So like I said, it's a little bit of a quick episode, but it's an earlier one because it's a late one. And, you know, we have other stuff to do. Like I said, we'll be doing top 10 TV shows and movies the next two weeks. So you guys are definitely not going to want to miss that. So, Eli, before we get out of here, your final thoughts and star ratings for The Last of Us premiere. Oh, gosh. I mean, they, they did a fantastic job. I mean, like I said, minor, minor tweaks that really have no impact on the overall story, I would say. They kind of fleshed some more things out that they really honestly didn't need to to still kind of have the same effects. But they did just to get that, you know, that extra emotional payoff or just to kind of have more weight behind the scenes and i think that that's about as close to a five as i can get it man it's it's pretty solid in terms of adapting the game they're doing it almost perfectly so yeah yeah i would tend to agree with that as well uh i really really enjoyed my time with this this is a good pilot a good premiere i cannot wait to see what is next and in store for this show i'm giving this a solid four and a half out of five this is the first solid Easy four and a half out of five that I can give so far for the year of 2023. I think we're off to a good start. I think we've got some good content coming down the line for this year as far as what we can actually pay attention to. Eli, good to have you back on the show, man. We're going to have you back on sometime soon. Eventually, where can the good people follow you on the interwebs? 
Yeah, well, uh, it's only been a few days since I was last on. Still don't have that podcast channel. This is probably, hopefully, the year. But uh, for now, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is e underscore holicky forty five, just like it is on you know on my last name on the screen here, e underscore holicky forty five. Shoot me a DM. Always happy to talk movies and TV with uh, anyone. I always love hearing people's takes. And yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for now. Sorry, guys. Absolutely. And of course, you can follow myself at Movie Nerd Reviews across all platforms. Be sure to follow the official Talking TV podcast across all platforms. Guys, it was a pleasure. Thank you to all the commentators who joined us tonight. Derpy501, Eric, Obi-Wan, Tody. Good to see you again, man. Sorry that I didn't get, check out your comments afterwards. A few new guys, Cam and Mark Riley. It was just okay. Interesting comment there mark riley if you are who i think you are but with that being said that's eli i'm dom as always people subscribe to us on youtube if you aren't already this episode will be available on spotify tomorrow and as always 12 seasons in a short film and watch more fucking movies we're back baby season five we'll see you guys next week